Welcome to Voices, a podcast from the Institute for Human Rights and Business. Here, we're seeking to elevate the range of perspectives on the role of business in the world and in people's everyday lives. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Salil Tripathi from the Institute for Human Rights and Business, and I'm here in Toronto at the Voluntary Principles Plenary with Professor Adriano Duwunga, who is from Mozambique and is a well-known and leading anti-corruption crusader. And we are going to talk about the links between corruption, human rights, and security. First of all, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. My first question is basically trying to understand the situation on the ground in Mozambique. How acute it is in terms of corruption? Why is it a crucial issue? Uh, thank you very much. Um, corruption is a cancer in Mozambique's possibilities of development and the realization of people's freedoms and, and, and rights. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, political corruption, mm-hmm. which is breeding um, administrative corruption mm-hmm. as uh, conceptually political corruption it needs a widespread administrative corruption to sustain it. Mm-hmm. And um, without corruption, Mozambique had, uh, would have, with the window of opportunity from 2010 to 2015, mm-hmm. Mozambique would have jumped to a middle income country. Mm-hmm. But today, Mozambique is almost uh, a collapsing uh, state. Mm-hmm as it fails to meet the basic functions of the state. Um, as I'm speaking today, there are no books mm-hmm. for the primary school mm-hmm. uh, pupils to learn. When you have a primary school pupils without books to learn, you are failing the nation. Mm-hmm. When you are able to pay the teachers, you are unable to pay nurses, mm-hmm. you don't have a social protection system because of corruption, it means that it creates further incentives for people to go corrupt because there is no system to protect people Mm -hmm. at the uh, elderly age. Mm -hmm. So uh, with this considered, Mozambique had its um, Africa's biggest corruption case since the 60s, -hmm. which is the $2 billion um, illegal uh, scandal um, uh, known as hidden uh, debt, um, which was orchestrated by former president um, uh, Armando Gebuza and his inner cycle. Mm-hmm. This has led for the donor community to suspend aid to Mozambique, mm-hmm. which accounted for half of public expenditure. Mm-hmm. It led Mozambique to fail to meet its international obligations mm-hmm. and nearly the blink of a collapse. Mm-hmm. With this happening, um, you have a direct link of corruption and human rights. Mm-hmm. As um, not only the state is unable to meet its basic obligations, uh, obligations yeah. mm-hmm. uh, towards the citizenry, but also, and importantly here, we see the shrinking of the civic space, mm-hmm. the use of weaponization of the law to target human rights defenders, those who are demanding end of impunity, those who are demanding accountability, those are struggling for good governance, are being targeted. In what way? Are they being arrested? Are they being tortured, detained? 
uh, are they being you know we were, we've been talking about slapp the strategic law, legal action yeah. to, against public participation so is that what's happening how is how, what kind of arrest or is it surveillance they they there are three natures mm-hmm. one is weaponization of the law mm-hmm. so government is passing draconian laws to squeeze the space for civil society and activists to mm-hmm. operate mm-hmm. this is one the second one is physical targeting of human rights defenders mm-hmm. in the last general election a human rights defender was uh, assassinated with 10 bullets right. in the gaza province mm-hmm. he was there to do his job of making sure that elections were a mechanism for people to participate right. and not a mechanism of entrenchment of authoritarianism mm-hmm. and he was targeted mm-hmm. by state defense forces mm-hmm. those who are paid by people's taxes to protect the lives and freedoms they are being used against weapons uh, against citizens so this is one the the, the, the third one is surveillance mm-hmm. and um, intelligence services they are all there and we have seen um, the use of the um, covid-19 pandemic right uh, to militarize the civic space mm-hmm. to further close the space for civil society activists and human rights defenders more specifically uh, to participate demand participation accountability and end of impunity and all this is in the aim of covering up corruption mm-hmm. is because the state cannot meet its basic um, uh, services for the populations that is embracing authoritarianism so what is biz- the role of business what is it doing and what should it be doing um we have seen, i mean both businesses uh, multinationals and local okay. companies yeah um before um before covid-19 um we we saw a uh, principled business um, behavior mm-hmm. international business take the fcpa from the united states Company. yeah the foreign corrupt practices act yes exactly and also the uh, au directives yes. on corruption etc these instruments um were um, significantly implemented mm-hmm. and they were pushing back uh, corruption mm-hmm. but um, from time to time we tend to see an increasing of extractivism mm-hmm. uh, we see less and less compliance mm-hmm. and um uh, the global business uh, it looks at corruption as an administrative hurdle mm-hmm. um to they deal with it but it is still okay to mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. so um we we don't see the um uh, the principle and the action against uh, corruption that we used to see mm-hmm. in the in the past decade mm-hmm. so our call here is for the business to understand that with corruption there will be conflicts mm-hmm. there will be conflicts mm-hmm. um like the one that we are facing in northern mozambique mm-hmm. uh, there is no way that you cannot you can stop violent extremism without uh, um fighting corruption mm-hmm. without doing the right thing in terms of compliance with anti corruption uh, instruments mm-hmm. and respect to human rights mm-hmm. so um this is the call that we that we make to international uh, businesses Uh, but there is the domestic um, uh, counterpart 
the domestic businesses that we have also to abide by the global anti-corruption and human rights instruments. Mm -hmm. uh, because without that, uh, society loses, business loses, and the states will fail. Mm -hmm. With the state failing, there will not be business. Right. Yes. Right. Now, are you yourself in any danger for all the work you do? I, I'm in a daily danger. Right. For right. the past 20 years, right. I've lived a life where going to work, yeah. it's, it's exposing myself right. to, to a threat. So do you take a different route every day? Do you, do you, I do a lot of do you take care with your phones? How do you protect yourself? Um, three years ago, I was threatened with a bomb at my house. Mm -hmm. It threatened me to, to bomb my house. Mm -hmm. um, then I decided to relocate my family to South Africa. That's mm -hmm. why it is. Mm -hmm. So I take that cost myself. Right. Uh, in order to do uh, the work that uh, I think it is the right thing to be done mm -hmm. for the people of Mozambique. Um, but also, um, uh, we have learned to work remotely. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I use that. Yeah. Um, and also, we have improved the security mm -hmm. of the office, of the staff, myself, and um, as part of the global um, uh, human rights defenders protecting mechanisms, mm -hmm. we are daily sophisticating our ways of operating so that um, we can continue doing the work. And also keep, do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Do the right thing, respect the laws, comply with the laws so that we can have the, um, the voice mm -hmm. then to raise. Um, um, because failing to do the right thing, you lose also the right yeah. um, um, to fight as human right defending. So we keep doing the right thing. And what would you? What would be your two or three points of advice to business? What do you want business to do? One thing that we have been talking about here at the conference is actively campaigning for the shared space. That you know businesses should support human rights, even if the defender is critical of the business. The business should still support their right to protest peacefully. Absolutely. Yeah. The, and the voluntary principles. Yeah is an important tool for businesses, human rights defenders, and social justice leaders to come together mm -hmm. to uh, protect the, the um, environment mm -hmm. for a social license mm -hmm. for businesses to operate. Absolutely. Doing business should not do uh, an enterprise at all costs. Mm -hmm. You need, as a businessman, a businesswoman, to meet the basic standards. Mm -hmm in uh, continued and supportive dialogue with human rights defenders and social justice leaders respecting the environment, because that is important too. The climate change aspect, it has to be taken into consideration. So this would be my key advice for business to use the voluntary principle as the framework of coming together to addressing social, uh, uh, economic, and uh, climate and human rights issues that mm -hmm. are needed to be taken into account so that social license can be granted uh, in all parts for business corporate. Well, you've just given a fantastic vision for the voluntary principles for the future. So thank you very much for that. You. Wish you all the best and, you know, admire and salute your courage. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank, you. Very much. thank you. Thank you.